Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason B. at Broadminds and More Podcast. And it is good to be back. I've not been producing much material, but we're going to get right back into um, the swing of things. I'm doing an episode from On the Road. Um, I I have just a little bit on my lunch break, and then I've got to be back in court and taking care of business. So anyway, um, so today's episode is about toxic family and people. Um, I've been struggling with this personal issue with toxicity, and I didn't realize that I was toxic myself, and I was trying to figure out, well, how did I get this way, and what do I do to change it? And some of the ways to change that is, is like, first recognizing that there is a problem, recognizing that in your behavior, your actions, your expressions, your thoughts, and your words, that when they're expressed, they're not in a positive light. They're actually in a negative light. And symptoms of that could be where you feel like you're complaining a lot. If someone says uh, something nice to you about, you know, themselves or, or they're talking about themselves or their situation, they're excited, and you all of a sudden just interject and just, say something completely negative and demean what they're saying. Um, toxic people can be like nothing but criticizers. Um, everything they say, everything they do, everything they express is a criticism of their life, their expression, and who they're around. Um, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, and there's a lot of articles about toxic people. And um, there's a few you know, distinct ways that you can... Uh, remove toxic people out of your life and that's all great but what about when it's family what about it when it's people extremely close to you could you have a toxic mom could you have a toxic dad could you have a toxic brother or sister could you be the toxic brother or sister could you have a toxic cousin what if it, all the things that have come to this point you've recognized that when you're around certain people, it just doesn't feel good. It just feels like it's a drag. It's a drain on your, your presence, your energy, um, and so on and so forth. And that's what we're really going to dive in and talk about is, um, is those people. How do you handle them? What do you do with them? Uh, how do you maintain your position in the family with knowing those kinds of, of people exist? Now, I was doing some research up until this point of what causes people to be this way. And what I've come to find out is, um, metaphorically speaking, there sometimes people come from families where it's nothing but uh, toxicity and they've been taught that way, they've been living that way, and there's no way around it because of the circumstances and choices that they continue to live by the habits that they were raised on, the cultural values, um, cultural practices, or just personal practices. Uh, One example would be if you are um, talking about a good situation and somebody interjects and tells you, Oh, you're just in that for a little while. You've always done this. You're not going to change. That's a toxic behavior and response. Instead of admiring you, encouraging you, and uplifting you, 
um, that person decides to criticize you and not being excited for your endeavor. It doesn't matter how many times you've attempted whatever thing that you've announced, that something you're feeling positive and really great about or good about, it doesn't matter because no one has the right to tell you that just because you've done something the same way several times or you've attempted and failed every time, does it need to come out the same way every time? Um, and that would be a good example of someone who's family who could be toxic, you know, or say like it could be your dad, you know, just like, oh, I didn't amount to much. I never achieved my dreams. Why are you shooting for so high? You're just going to fail. Or your mom, you know, undermining you when you're saying something to someone else. Um, those are examples of toxic, you know, people. So what do we do about these people? Um, how do we change the atmosphere? How do we, what do, you know, we want, we love them, we care about them, but what if they're taking more away from us than we are from them? And what if it's a symbiotic relationship where they're just doing it to each other? The only way you can get out of it is to get away. Well, so here's a few of the things that I've come across. And I'm facing this myself. One, first, the first most important thing is you've got to take 100% accountability of yourself. That means your thoughts, your words, your, your actions, and your emotions. How you express each and every single one of them. I've talked about this before. I talked about it in my last episode about clearing the channel. Take responsibility. It doesn't matter how the other person is going to respond. It's how you're going to respond. So if you say something positive and someone says something counterproductive, smile. Thank them. Walk away. Or ignore them. You know, um, as I was reading this book, uh, you know, How to Be a Gentleman, it really was talking about the emotional, it really talks about the emotional responses of how to handle situations. Like, we were talking about how, why you shouldn't take a phone call in front of other people. You know, uh, politeness goes farther than, you know, just kindness. You know, kindness can be a bartering chip where politeness is a is a tool to be respectful, to avoid any emotional entanglement. So I had this situation where um, the family member asked me to do something. And I was busy, you know. And my time is precious, so... Where I spend my time is very valuable, and they asked me, you know, could I uh, could I change their oil? And I said, sure. Um, let me figure out a time when I can do it, and uh, you know, I'll let you know. Like, give me a day, but at the moment I'm busy. And their response was, you know, typical Jay, you always have something more important than me. I need your help. I can't. I can't do this thing. It's it's too hard. It's too physical. Um, you're just never there to help when I need need to help. And so that's an example of toxicity. So for my example, I didn't ask for any of those responses. I didn't ask 
for any of that input. I didn't ask. I'm trying to recognize their feelings, but at the same time, it's all about them and has nothing to do with about me. So my remedy was I told them, I gave them a time, and I, I let me figure it out. Um, I'm currently working on a project, or I'm working on a case, or I'm working on something. And, you know, I can't I can't quite get to it right now. So that's what you got to understand is, like, the people that you're dealing with, some people will ask you to do something now on command. And if you, you have to be understandable that you may not be able to do it. And with that being said, it's like, who has the greater problem? What can, what can encourage a better relationship? Well, for my circumstance, I gave them a response. And my following response after they gave me their spiel was, look, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Then maybe it would be best that you don't ask me then. Maybe if you can't find anyone else, maybe I can help you out later. But, um, And... Their response, quick, again, was another toxic response. Well, you're so-and-so, you're family. You're supposed to help me out, you know? And it's like, wait a second, we're all grown-ass adults. I just gave you a respectful answer that I can't at this time. You know, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, if it's that important, you know, pay someone to change your oil, you know? Uh... You know, maybe you can find someone who has a little bit more time than I do. But I'm sorry you can't meet your needs. So they were acting like a victim in that scenario. They were acting like that I owed them a sense of diligence and duty to them for their circumstances. And if I didn't do it, I am an SOB or I'm an asshole or I'm... You know, it, 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 the list goes on and on what the insults could be. But the thing is, like, was it really my problem or was it their problem? They, it was more of their problem. My problem is, you know, what are my responses? What are my healthy responses? Draw the line in the sand. Be, be friendly and be polite no matter what. Be polite even if they're screaming at you yelling at you, calling your name, hold steady. And and when someone's yelling at you or screaming at you or, or saying these things, the only thing that you truly have in your power that you're in charge of is your response. You can also go quiet and say, you know, not saying anything. You can walk away. But is this going to encourage a worse situation for later? And that was the big key for later. How are they going to always think? So like they said, you don't ever have time for me. You don't do this. I'm supposed to be able to depend on you. And it's like, okay, so there is part of the problem. If a person is not available for you, why are you taking an offense? And then second question, why would you go and ask that person again? That's kind of a sign of insanity if you really ask me. Because the sign, uh, insanity is the thing that you keep doing expecting a different result, but it ends up the same way. 
So instead of being ungrateful for your situation, instead of um, ridiculing and criticizing someone who cannot help you or doesn't want to help you, look at your own self. Did I put the best possible way I could ask them? Hey, you know what, Jason? Or, you know, or Jay, can I, you know, can I get your help with this? I really can't do it. My wrists really hurt really bad or I'm injured. Do you have any time coming up? You know, it's all how you're going to ask. But if you go add um, a a negative context to your question, then how can you expect a better, more positive result? You know, you you can't. You really can't. So um, a toxic family member such as that, um, I'm choosing personally to uh, separate myself and to give myself a large amount of space because, you know, to me, it's like once you reach 18 and finish high school or whatever, you're on your own. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of family relationship it is, you're really on your own. And if people put expectations on you, you got to ask yourself, did you put anything on the expectations that you could be relied on? That's a big key. So keep that in mind, you know. And just remember that anytime anyone says something negative to you, and it doesn't really matter whether it's a family member or not, or a friend or foe, you there's either two things that go on. Either you're going to make the agreement and you're going to agree with the statement and you're going to have a feeling or emotional response as a result of what was said, as a part of the agreement, or you're going to make a disagreement and you can have a feeling or emotional response where you can be not involved, not get tied up, and you're protecting your power. But there is an alternative also to that too, is like you can hear it, you don't accept it, you get angry and offended they're acting like that, and then you emotionally respond in negative content. So you see what I'm saying? So it's just like keeping in control of your response, keeping in control of your action in the whole situation. Because there's going to be plenty of people in life, and, it, and this is a really strong issue that I feel like you should teach your kids. Because you can, in this day and age, you're going to need to teach them to guard their personal power, guard their, per, their emotions. Guard their feelings, you know, what goes into ingredients to a difficult situation. Say, like, I have daughters, and, you know, like any father, I want to teach them to protect themselves against boys that have no good intentions. So I'm trying to teach them what are the healthy lines where they can say no or they can decline the offer because there's a lot of times where in their situations when they're dating and they're meeting someone, well, if you don't do this, you're, you're, you know what, you're a tease or you know what, you're just being too stuck up, you know, and, and, and it can cause a fight. And that other person that's responding to their response is can be like, you know, can spread rumors, and that's how bullying starts. 
But if you just say, you know what, no thank you, simple answer, don't put any explanation. If they want an explanation, send the, I just decline, that's it. And if they want to call you a name because of that, then that's their prerogative. But once you you hold that, you teach them to hold that line 100% of the time. That means, you know, every single time they're going to respond exactly the same way and they're not going to um, let anything happen um, to their time and their presence. So we'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back to everybody to Good Vibes with JCB. I brought mine some more um, podcasts. So we're going to continue about the toxicity of not just people, but your environment too. Maybe your environment, maybe your job and your perception to leading to an, a toxic environment and making or creating symptoms or feeling or an existence of a, basically being toxic. Um, a few things that I've really picked up on is your environment. Making sure that your environment, no matter where you go, you present a good feeling. Now, toxic people notoriously like to sabotage their environment. And here's Method's way. They clutter things. They trash things. They don't wipe down things. They don't, um, if it's exactly, they could also take the other spectrum. They could be so clean and get so anal if you touch their workspace or their occupying space that they're ready to argue and battle. These are toxic, toxic, toxic um, environmental attitudes and if you're not in the mode of sharing whatever you have to the extent of, you know, certain things that you shouldn't, you know, then you need to really evaluate what you're allowing in your life. What are you allowing your behavior, your practice behavior to be like? And that's really what we want to discover. A few, about, about a month ago, I started watching the series Tidy Up with Marie Kondo and um, I really found it informative because it really helped shape and cleaned up my living space Um, and then the next living space was my daughter's room and then other things so it was like a collection of clutter Um, I came from an environment where I was poor I didn't really have much Um, I was always afraid of losing my things or anything valuable I was afraid of losing you know And and, and that that feeling of loss, that that feeling of I'm not going to be able to take care of things, you know, or have things because it could be taken away from me. I'm just going to hold on to it long enough to where, you know, I can't just see and you know, see it gone or whatever. So this is one of the things that I adapted. With attachments come also toxicities, you know, um, like, I started letting go of blankets, shirts, shoes that probably have just been worn out. You know, jackets that I can no longer fit into. These are all aspects of of just that. And we're going to come back in just a moment. So, thanks for the break. Um, so, getting back to toxicity... Uh, so I was talking about things can be toxic to you. You can be holding on to things that clutter your life up, clutter your room, uh, your workspace. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, it's like, wh- where's the limit to sentiment? 
or family heirloom, like what is considered really something that you'd really want to pass down, you know, to somebody else. And how does keeping things really affect us? You know, those are uh, questions that we really need to under undertake because um, a life of abundance doesn't mean that you have a life full of material goods. It's how can I live with less and less responsibility of having to house, maintain, or, or I don't know, or just being able to have a space for it. So that also can lead to toxicity, you know. Uh, but I want to kind of take a step further, and then it comes to your diet. Um, now, we... It is mostly understood that junk food will hurt you in the long run. It does cause complications. So what are ways that we can clean up our diet? How do we trust to really what is healthy versus what is a fad, you know? I mean, there's so many different diets, keto, southeast, low-carb, Atkins, zone. The list goes on and on and on. But, and what I've come to find is, is the old standard of the basic five food groups, the pyramid, so to speak, um, it's kind of wrong in a way, um, because nowadays the carbohydrates that we so ingest, um, they're not always good for you. And I can attest for this because now I can't even eat sandwiches. I can't even eat most bread. Uh, anything breaded, I, I really can't have anymore. It it really hurts, you know, when I ingest those things. So, you know, I love bread and I love other things, but it's like anything within moderation. Um, it's also been mentioned about portion control. You know, uh, being toxic has a relation to your portion control. What if you're always eating just to get full, you know, but then you find yourself munching on something like potato chips and other junk food um, moments later? You know, these all can add to your attitude overall, um, how you treat someone. Um, Maybe you're having too much salt. Maybe you're having too much preservatives. All these things affect your brain function. All these things affect your behavior, you know, and that behavior is going to be a determining factor whether you're going to get along or not get along or people that are eating that way getting along with you. Um, Toxicity doesn't mean that you need to go on a 30-day cleanse. I really don't know what I think about those things, but um, I think whenever we're cleansing like that, I think you better do it with the mindset of you're just clearing out some junk in your system, you know. It's not just to lose weight, but to clean out a system that's not functioning properly. Um, There's studies like reflexology that talk about that. Uh, There's doctors with internal medicine, digestive specialists. Um, The list goes on and on and on. But you got to understand, it's like, what you put in is what you're going to get out. Energy 
and waste. So um, part of detoxifying yourself or not being toxic to other people is loving your body. Talk to your body. You know, um, one of the things I've been doing lately in my meditation is I rub my stomach and I just tell it, you know, thank you for serving me. Thank you for taking, for digesting and allowing things to go through, you know. Some people believe that the stomach, intestines and stomach, and it's like a second brain. I think there's some validity to that, you know, because a happy stomach really the happy body so how do we get to that you know that is really going to be on your own research so getting back to the point of everything is it's like everything affects you even exercise say like you're not exercising enough or you're exercising way too much maybe your exercise habits are uh, so to speak um, turning people off. Yes, it's possible. I have a few friends that are gym rats, and all they, their whole conversation is, is just about the gym. There's no other interest, and that's fine. But when they start pointing at you and telling you, oh, you need to lose weight, or you know, you want a workout program, and even though they mean well, it's like, you know, you can have a discussion saying, you know what, that's, you know, I'd appreciate it, or um, no, not at this time. It's all on you, if you really think about it. And, you know, using politeness to turn someone down or let them know maybe you're talking a little bit too much beyond my comfort zone, you know, about this or, you know, it's a part of their lifestyle. So somebody who works out, you know, wants to see the best for you, but sometimes they're also comparing people to one another. A lot of times people compare appearance over intelligence and functionality. It's just the way that it goes. Unfortunately, if I I wish I could we could totally change that and intermix everything. But the newer generations such as the millennials are taking much better care of their bodies than we ever did in the previous generation. So that's a really good thing. It's just their values of failures are different from ours. So um, I'm going to wrap this up, and this is what I'm going to wrap up with. The people that you involve your life with, whether it be family or friends or surrogate families, is really important. How you eat, how you exercise, what you think, what you work on, um, it all affects your attitude and how you're going to be a healthy influence or toxic influence. And if there's people that are not doing the healthy things around you, there's no reason to hate them. You know, it really isn't. And, you know, so it, it's like to put down the judgments and the comparisons is the biggest thing. And for those who are continually doing that, cut it off. Just politely say, no, thank you. Um, I'd like to not speak about this any further or... This is not really interesting me anymore. You know, find it just a straight out way of saying it. Like, look, this is just not me. I'm not down for it. You know, and if you're celebrating in successes and endeavors, celebrate with the people that could truly appreciate you. 
you know, and if you have no one, appreciate yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Well, that's my episode about toxicity and family, toxic families. Um, there's a lot of YouTube videos about how to handle these kinds of people, or if you're one of them, um, how to change your life around. So that's what we're going to end with. And thank you for listening. If you're listening to me on Apple iTunes or Apple Apple Podcasts, uh, Radio uh, Public, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, Google Play, you name it, anywhere a podcast can be heard, leave me a rating. Or if you're not on Anchor.fm, join. You don't have to be a podcaster. You can listen to my episodes. You can leave comments, call in for your input. Um, you can also leave me an applaud. You know, let me know, hey, yeah, my episode was meaningful. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You all have a great day.